0: hola hola it's your girl erica from america welcome to the confidence chronicles podcast this podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are stop giving a fuck what people think about you start standing as your fully expressed self As you are, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome. And I am here to remind you, I'm a confidence coach and I'm a bold stand for confidence. And I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hello, my love. Welcome to the Confidence Feels Like Shit audiobook sneak peek series. So in the next coming episodes, I'm going to be sharing with you snippets of my audiobook. If you love this podcast, which you listen to, you are going to love the audiobook. It is six hours of me (laughs) going off script, swearing, saying all the things in order for you to rebuild your self-confidence, own who you are, claim your throne like the queen that you is. All the things. So I hope you enjoy this. It is Confidence Feels Like Shit audiobook. Chapter 5 Confidence as a Practice. By now, you're probably starting to realize that being confident is not at all what you thought it might be, huh? Confidence isn't a beautiful woman with shiny red lips and stilettos walking across the room with all eyes on her. In fact, to be confident, you don't have to be good looking, extroverted, bold, loud, outgoing, polished, or someone who likes to be the center of attention. That's not what confidence is. True confidence is when you feel the fear, the anxiety, the unfamiliarity, or strangeness of a situation or experience, and you step into it anyway. You move forward You try it. You give it a go. You experiment. You move forward knowing that if you try something, you fall flat on your face and it doesn't work out, then so what? You can pick yourself back up and try again. You actually have to if you're ever going to create confidence. Reaching this place where you can feel the fear and do it anyway is the real premise of the work I do around confidence. And What I really want you to know is that this is not a destination or a place to get to. It's ongoing work, which is why I call it the practice of confidence. I've briefly mentioned throughout the book the idea that confidence is a practice, and I want to explain why I think of it like this. Have you ever tried meditating? I suck at it, like really badly. And my husband Hamish is a meditation teacher. Ironic, huh? I should be so good at it, shouldn't I? I have an amazing teacher by my side, but I'm not. Why? Because I never practice. You see, meditation requires you to commit to the practice of it. It requires you to make the time and the space to just be, to sit, to place your attention on the nothingness of your breath, and to be present in the moment. To be honest, it's a little too slow for me. I don't know if you picked up yet, but uh, I'm a bit fast, and I'm not the type to enjoy sitting still. I'm more of a moving meditation kind of girl. Give me dancing, exercising, driving, or walking over a mindful meditation any day. But here's the thing, I could get better at it if I really truly wanted to. If I committed to the practice and tried a little harder every day, I could improve. This is where meditation and confidence align. At the end of the day, practicing meditation isn't about arriving somewhere. It isn't even about being good at it or bad at it. It's about practicing being aware, being here and now, being in the present moment. Confidence is the same you don't get confident. Just as with mastering your own practice of meditation, mastering your own practice of confidence is something that takes time and that compounds. The more you inch towards making confident decisions, the more natural it becomes to keep making those decisions. When my husband first started his journey with meditation, he had private sessions with a meditation teacher. He would learn about the breath, about his posture, and about where to place his attention so he could drop in and really go deep within himself. I remember him telling me how hard it was for him to drop in and really let go of his attachment to his thoughts. He was studying so hard and seeking deep knowledge about the power of meditation. He learned that sometimes Zen masters and monks would be able to access a place of deep enlightenment, a place where they'd have a profound experience. He wanted to go to that place. Bad. It became his unquestionable goal. He tried and tried and practiced and practiced. And over a period of months, he felt like he was getting closer. One day in a session with his meditation teacher, he got there. He arrived, the place he had desired to access for so long, and he had finally done it. He reached the place of profound depth. And the moment that the thought popped into his head, this is it, I'm here, he instantly dropped right out. This feeling was gone and the enlightenment vanished into thin air. He tried for months and months after that to get there again, but he never did. And after a while, he realized that the practice of meditation was never about getting anywhere anyway. It wasn't about reaching a certain level of enlightenment or mastering a certain experience. It was about the commitment he had to practice all along. He was never going to reach a place called meditated Instead, he grows better at his practice of meditation every day. Confidence is exactly the same. You are never going to reach a place called confidence. But you can grow your ability to create confidence by practicing it every day. That's why I call it a practice. It's something you need to commit to daily, hourly, sometimes even moment to moment. There is no final destination. Instead, there's a freedom and lightness that comes with living your life for you. And knowing that with every difficult moment or experience that you move through, you're growing stronger and deeper in your practice of confidence. The more you commit to this practice, the better you get at it. But you never arrive. There is always room for the up-leveling. The Definition of Practice Noun Number one. The actual application or use of an idea, belief, or method, as opposed to theories relating to it. Number two the customary, habitual, or expected procedure or way of doing something. Number three, repeated exercise in or performance of an activity or skill so as to acquire or maintain proficiency in it. Why confidence is so uncomfortable. It's no secret that I would kind of love to become the next JLo, Oprah, or female version of Tony Robbins. I actually have a slight obsession with all of these incredible people. Most of us look at famous singers, movie stars, and celebrities as if they have all the confidence in the world. But by now, you're hopefully starting to see and appreciate that these people aren't confident because they're famous performers. They've built incredible careers and lives for themselves because they are willing to feel the fear, the dread, the anxiety, the shame, the adversity, and the imposter syndrome in the pits of their bellies, and they take the leap anyway. Amazing things don't happen to them, They go out there, grab life by the horns, and they make shit happen for themselves. And they commit to the practice of confidence and taking risks every single day. I mean, do you think it was easy for Oprah to become the woman she is today? She had to move through so much trauma from her past. She had to overcome the racist and sexist people who told her she wouldn't make it. She had to fight to be recognized. And she had to continuously show up for herself along her entire career. She never gave up on herself and she used her resilience and her ability to overcome adversity. She struggled. She fell many times, often publicly. Yet there she is, standing strong, changing the world with her vision, her mission, and her purpose. The reason why she and many others you look up to are winning at life is because they went for it. They pushed themselves to a new and uncomfortable limit. They try new things. They set the bar even higher. They step outside their comfort zones on the daily, And they experiment and fail on the world stage with all eyes on them. Do you think Jennifer Lopez is not shitting her pants the day she releases a new album? And when her new music fails to set the charts on fire, do you think she's not devastated? Of course she is. But does she let that experience, or God forbid, that failure, stop her from trying again? Nope. Not a chance. And that's what the practice of confidence is really about. Think about it. The very act of you being confident is you deciding to show up and do something out there, next level, scary, or nerve-wracking and important. Most of the time, your call to confidence comes when you're extremely nervous or unsure. The entire time, you're likely to be feeling worried, scared, uncomfortable, or dumb, or sitting in self-doubt about how it's going to go. This is because you don't actually feel confident when you're practicing confidence you're actually moving through some of the most uncomfortable emotions when you're on the way to building confidence. Keep in mind that confidence is an emotion, and as you've already learned in Chapter 3, emotions are generated based on the thoughts that you're thinking. When you're doing something scary, new, or exciting, your thoughts are usually racing and future-focused, but you don't have to listen to them. Instead, when you're willing to experience these difficult and uncomfortable emotions, That's when you access the tools that lead to confidence. It's not easy, but it will be worth it as experiencing these emotions can and will only help you become stronger and more resilient. I want to share an example about a goal I have personally that makes me shit myself with fear. Like literally, I get nervous butterflies in my stomach just thinking about it. I've always wanted to do a TED talk. Oh my God, I get so nervous even just thinking about it. I'm sweating as I say this. Why does it make me shake? Well, first of all, I instantly think and compare myself to the amazing, incomparable Dr. Brene Brown. Her incredible talk on vulnerability raised the bar high. Second of all, you only have 18 minutes to talk. (laughs) It could take me that long to get through an introduction. Third, that damn red rug. There's just something about it that freaks me out. As a result, I'm petrified of ever even thinking about raising my hand to be considered to deliver a TED Talk, even though it's one of my biggest and deepest desires. Sounds healthy, right? (laughs) Here's where my work as a confidence coach comes in handy. Because let me tell you, I do this work on myself all the time. So let's unpack this a little. First of all, there's my preconceived fear of doing a TED Talk. If I hold on to this fear, it's going to keep me from even applying it will definitely stand in my way of attracting this opportunity. So therefore, presenting on the TED stage would probably never happen. Okay, if you want to hear more, head to thequeenofconfidence.com, click on Order My Book. You can download the audiobook version right now. It also comes with an accompanying PDF, so you've got Literally, the notes that are inside of the book in this free PDF. You've got the practice of confidence. You can write, you can print it, you can get to working on creating your confidence now. It is also available on Audible if you use Audible, or you can head to the website queenofconfidence.com, click on order book, and you can listen to the audiobook. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate your ears, your time, your energy, and your attention. Please do me a favor and head over to Apple iTunes. Subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Share this episode with a sister who you know needs to hear it. And if you feel called to, leave me a review. I'd love to know what you think about the podcast. I'd love to know how this information is helping you change your world. Thank you so much for being here. I know that there are many podcasts you could listen to. And I really appreciate you listening to mine. Have a gorgeous week, honey.